Welcome back to the Dental Bright Bites podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Kidd, and we give you a bright bite into your dental business in 15 minutes or less. Today, I have Felipe Lopez of Joe Architect on the podcast with me, and we're talking about how the design element of your practice can majorly affect the outcome of your success. We live in a time where the experience, the aesthetics, the surroundings of a business can be a make or break decision for the practice owner. We're not in a time anymore. We're just having a nice, clean dental practice and being a good dentist can make you successful, maybe for some, but having a cool, new, innovative, great experience type of practice is such a huge impact onto your success. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Felipe, thank you so much for coming on today. I'm excited to interview you about some design stuff and how that can impact dental businesses. Welcome to the yeah, podcast. Thanks for having me. <laughs> okay. So one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about that I've been focusing a lot on with my customers who are either remodeling their space or thinking about um, creating a new space is the patient experience and looking at their patients as a consumer and why design can really impact the success on your business. And I know that your firm obviously specializes in this, so I'd love to hear your feedback. Well, and that's great. One of the things that you mentioned is very important. So patients nowadays are considered consumers rather than just patients. So <laughs> maybe 15, 20 years ago, you know, uh, just having great level of customer service, mm -hmm. great level of treatment, that was enough, you know, to keep patients coming in time and time again. But like you said it, they're looking for an experience now. And so you need to figure out <laughs> as the doctor what that is. Because mm -hmm. that experience is also going to be able to tell the patients a little bit about who you are, um, what your practice is about, because in most cases, they're meeting your office before they're meeting you, mm -hmm. whether it's through referrals or, or through uh, the website. And so that's definitely something to consider. Yeah, absolutely. I know for me um, and a lot of people in my generation, a lot of times when I pick a restaurant, it's not as much about how good the food is. I mean, good food is definitely important to me, but the experience of the restaurant and the atmosphere is almost more important to me. Um, being oh, in a yeah. place that has a great vibe, great decor, great atmosphere. Um, and I would assume the well, same so yeah, and that, that applies directly. Um, I do give this kind of example in some of the lunch and learns that I give where, um, you know, you have two restaurants right next to each other. They have similar price points, similar menus, for example, similar level of customer service, but one restaurant actually took the time and the effort and spent a little bit of money to actually uh, figure out what they want their restaurant to be what they want it to feel like what experience they're trying to to evoke 
while the other restaurant is just really bland and they didn't really take into consideration what they want their, their customers to experience. When you're given the option to go to either one of these, I can assure you nine out of 10 times, people are gonna go to that restaurant where um, this thought behind what that experience is gonna be. And the same thing applies in the dental world. You know, if you're going, like nowadays with the industry is booming, there's just so many offices opening up every day, mm -hmm. <laughs> dental practices, you need to figure out what's gonna set your office apart from the masses. And one of the things is being intentional about your design and actually letting the patients know, hey, I spent some time, effort, thought behind developing this experience, this atmosphere, because what the patients are gonna start realizing subconsciously is, wow, this doctor actually cares about what my experience is gonna be. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that directly leads into, well, if they care about what my experience is gonna be, then their level of customer service, the level of treatment is probably gonna be on par with that. So Absolutely. that's another reason why design is important and just being intentional about it. And I feel like a lot of times, um, you know, patients don't understand what a good crown looks like or a good filling, you know, doctors know that, but your consumer, yeah. your patient doesn't understand the difference in dentistry, but they do understand when they walk in and you have an old rug and scratches all over your walls and outdated furniture and just outdated everything. Uh, you know, oh, I yeah, I go to a practice that looked like that. I would think that the dentist no. is not very good. Well, exactly. And look, making a first impression <laughs> is absolutely critical to the success of any practice. Because like I said, in most cases, patients haven't met the doctor yet. They found them online or through referrals or through other marketing materials. And so as soon as they walk through your doors through the first time in your waiting room, they're already making their own assessments and assumptions about who you are as a doctor, what your practice is gonna be like, and their overall experience. And it's things like that. You see a dingy, dirty rug, scratches on the wall, a reception desk that looks sad and falling apart, and lighting, especially lighting, lighting's a big one. Mm -hmm. Lighting that just doesn't promote any kind of level of comfort, makes a place feel sterile and lifeless, well, they're already gonna have their own assessments of what their entire experience is gonna be. And that's gonna be a problem if it's a negative one. And so you wanna be intentional about what you're doing design-wise because when you create that positive first impression, it goes a long way. Because like I said, then they start thinking, oh, this doctor cares about these things, this doctor then is probably gonna care about my level of treatment, they're probably up with the times with respect to uh, the equipment they're using and things of that nature. So yeah, it's absolutely important. So let's paint a picture for uh, doctors that are listening. You know, we're not just talking about a clean white space with new chairs. Um, when we say like a cool experience and cool design, give us some examples of what some people are doing out there to make their space different. Absolutely. And so one of the things that's been trending 
lately in the last couple of years is creating this living room type of feel, especially in the waiting room, but also throughout the entire practice. And so when we started hearing more and more about this from patients and not patients, sorry, from clients, from doctors wanting this, they were letting us know, hey, you know, the, the issue that we have is that a lot of our patients, they feel uncomfortable when they come into our space. They feel, you know, they know they're in a dental office, it's in their face, and they're just still not comfortable. Even if it's a nice, clean design, they're still not comfortable. So what can you guys do as architects to help us kind of figure out how to, how to increase this comfort level? And so this whole idea of let's create this living room type of feel, um, you know, everything from different kind of seating arrangements, seating heights. Um, we interject something called a, a media bar a lot of times, which is just a higher type of countertop. You probably see them in cafes a lot mm -hmm. um, where you've got these stools where you sit in. Um, if the waiting room is large enough, using things like sofas or different size chairs, different arrangements, don't have them all lined up against the wall, um, and just try to recreate this kind of living room feel, um, that's important. And so a lot of that is done through the furniture arrangement, but it's also done through your architect designing cabinetry, figuring out what lighting to use, because again, lighting creates the mood a lot of times and the atmosphere. You don't want these kind of fluorescent or really blue lights everywhere because that's what gives a space that clinical feel. So yeah. that's definitely one of the things to, to take a look at, see how your architect can help you with that. But the other one too is, you know, there's this misconception that modern design is cold and lifeless and sterile. And look, it can be, mm -hmm. it just depends who you're working with and and what they're gonna come up with design-wise. But you start introducing woods, stones, uh, introducing materials that have more texture. That's definitely been kind of up and coming. Even if it's like tile, which is a harder material, there's a lot of tiles nowadays that have texture or uh, different colors and, and things of that nature. And how you use them, where you use them, can really create this, you know, more comfortable uh, kind of living room cafe type of feel. And again, that's something that your architect should be able to help you out with. And what are your thoughts on incorporating color into a practice? Because I feel like most of the new practices that I'm seeing now, everyone wants to go for, you know, the, the neutral earthy colors. Um, I don't see much color being added anymore. So color, personally, our firm, we love, we love it when our clients approach us and they want to use color. They want to be bold okay. with it. Not everyone does, but here's, there's also misconceptions with color. It's really how much of it you're using and where you're using it. Okay. So just because you want your space to have these, these, this colored themed, um, it doesn't mean that you should paint every wall or almost every wall that color. Mm -hmm. In most cases, what we're seeing, 
the most dramatic dramatic effect is when you have like you were describing a neutral backdrop mm-hmm. whites grays browns things of that nature in 90% of the space but then the other 10% are these small pops of color whether it's in accent paint on the walls or if it's in the art or furniture or cabinets um, or let's say like dental leather. So when you start looking at small pops of color, it really goes a long way. Um, There's also this misconception, Sarah, that you shouldn't use red ever um, in a medical type of of office. (laughs) And that's also not true. If red is part of your, your logo and your brand, but you don't want to use it because of that misconception, I can tell you right now, it's, it's false. We've done it all the time. It just depends how much you're using it and where. Now, if you're, if you're flooring all your walls, your ceilings, and your dental leather is all red, then yes, <laughs> your yeah. patients are going to be a little uncomfortable. But other than that, if you're just looking at it in the furniture and the art and little pops of color here and there, it's not going to send anyone screaming out of your office, I promise you. Now, how often do you feel that doctors should be evaluating their space and potentially either doing full remodels or just retouches? So that one is a little tricky, but there's a lot of things involved with, uh, let's, let's call it the cosmetic facelift, the one that you're, you're talking about where You've got your existing space, and all you're looking at doing is freshening up a little bit, whether it's flooring or uh, the paints, maybe a couple of different light fixtures. If you do that, um, that's fine. I mean, a lot of times that can transform a space, Mm -hmm. but in most cases, uh, because we run into doctors purchasing existing practices a lot and then calling us to see if, if it makes sense for us to help them out with this. And the one thing they really need to, to watch for is whether that layout makes sense for them today. Because mm-hmm. if that office was designed, you know, 10 plus years ago, chances are that that layout probably isn't really efficient. And depending on who designed it, it probably isn't conducive to the amount of design opportunities that an architect this day and age could, can create for you. Um, and so that's something to consider. Now, there's this, this whole other can of worms that you can open up if, let's say, you do want to do a cosmetic facelift, so very minor work, but you are interested in, let's say, moving a couple of walls around, but maybe keeping like 75% of the layout intact, mm-hmm. um, especially in California, but in most jurisdictions, throughout the US, that becomes an issue because uh, when you're creating any kind of new room, you really need to submit drawings for a permit because that tells the city what you're doing and it, send, it, it prompts them to send inspectors to inspect that the work that you're doing is up to current code. And that might seem fine. The problem is that then they require that every other space in your existing suite be up to current code, which Mm -hmm. that's probably something that you weren't anticipating. And like I said, if you have a layout that's 10, 15, 20 years old, chances are those are a lot of rooms in there that are not up to current code. 
which then means that you probably opened up a can of worms and now you have to redo your entire office without thinking about it. Um, So that's definitely something I let our clients who call us um, let them know just so they're aware of it. Gotcha. Uh, the best approach though, Sarah, with this that we found is really when when doctors want to have uh, a fresh take on a space. And by that, I mean new layout, uh, new design, the whole package. Because a lot of times doctors are looking at rebranding their already existing brand or creating a new brand in general. And you could do that through your office design. And so if you're using someone else's existing space, it's very difficult to do that, very difficult to uh, create your own uh, identity and brand. And so that's also something to consider because brand recognition and marketing and branding are very important with the success of, of any practice. And so, making sure that your office design ties into that is extremely important. We have an understanding of that because uh, we always suggest, especially for startup doctors, we suggest how to go about doing that. Um, And with our process, the way that we design offices, we have all this design information really in the first few weeks of working with the doctor so then they know what their space looks like, what it feels like, they have their materials and their fixtures uh, picked out. They can send all that stuff to the marketing and branding agencies. Uh, and then those people then develop the website, business cards, things like that. And again, it's all about uh, brand repetition and recognition. And it's just gonna, gonna set you, your practice apart a little bit. Sure. Now, on the topic of branding, I'd love to talk about theme offices a little bit. Um, Like, for example, a retro style office. Uh, What are your thoughts on people choosing a theme and doing something like that? So um, I'm glad you gave me that explanation because uh, when we hear the term uh, theme, uh, we're generally thinking it refers more to pediatric dentistry when they're... um, you know, trying to create those sculptures, let's say like a pirate office theme um, with sailboats and pirate ships everywhere. Um, but that's not what you're talking about, right? You're talking about more like conceptual. Yeah. So I'm talking about like having a jukebox in the waiting room and like old vintage decor. It, you know, it just, it, it depends on, on, uh, on the client and what they're looking at achieving. Um, when you, I guess, theme and office like you're describing, um, as long as that theme is consistent, I don't really know if it matters what the theme is as long as it's executed uh, correctly. But more often than not, what when clients approach us with these themes and these concepts, uh, they don't want to take it too literal. So a great example of this, especially in California, for whatever reason, we have a lot of doctors that say, hey, I want a beach theme. And so we say, well, what is that? We're not going to put sand in your uh, <laughs> operating rooms. Like that's, that doesn't make sense. And so we figure out as architects and designers what it is about this theme or this concept 
that intrigues you. And so let's stick with this beach scene. And so we asked the doctor, doctor, okay, what is it about the beach that you like? What is it about that experience that you're trying to integrate into your office design? And we hear things like, well, it just when you're at the beach, it feels open and airy and bright and clean. And you just have this feeling that everything's fresh. And so we design offices based off of those. But again, those are more abstract concepts. Um, if you're talking about more literal concepts, like a retro theme, those can also be effective. But again, it you really have to be careful when you're taking it more literal because if you don't execute it correctly, it could be confusing. Yeah. Um, totally. Because then, the, yeah, because then the idea is not really well thought out, and then it kind of looks like you tried, but you didn't. You weren't yeah. able to capture it. So generally speaking, we're seeing the, these abstract concepts of what it's more about what what experience and feeling you're going for, um, and trying to figure out how to achieve that through the design and the material selection. Thank you so much to Felipe Lopez from Joe Architect for coming on the podcast today. We'll leave all of his contact information in the show notes should you wish to reach out. And otherwise, before you leave, if you could please leave us a review or share us with a dental friend, we would greatly appreciate it. Until next time. Thank you.